0: Or. The conversation continues right now, right now, right now, right now with right now, Dominique right DePrima on first things first, first, first
1: things first. Yes, indeed. I always like to uh, throw good news in here before we get back to Dennis, which we will. I just want to let you know that uh, General Motors has reached an agreement with United. Auto Workers. Uh, They apparently negotiated all through the night last night. Of course, it still has to be ratified by the workers rank and file in that union. But Ford Motor Company had reached a deal first. And then Saturday, uh, Stellantis, which is Chrysler, you know, the folks that make Chrysler, they uh, came up with a plan. And this morning early, um, GM Is on board. So that means that the end of that strike is uh, imminent. Uh, Assuming that workers do agree to the deal, which I believe they will, considering that the leadership of the union took a pretty hard line uh, as they should, it looks like after six weeks that strike is wrapping up and it's going to be really helpful to the quality of life. It actually goes to what Dennis and I were talking about. What is it that makes Um, black workers? What is it that makes American workers um, get their fair share, get um, the quality of life that we need, keeping people off the streets and out of houselessness? Um, Dennis uh, stated that he feels that the problem is... um, Illegal immigration, um, undocumented workers uh, being, you know, bringing wages down and taking, uh, and correct me if I'm paraphrasing you wrong here, Dennis, taking jobs away from American workers. I feel like um, we need to hold corporations more accountable. Why do we allow corporations to cross the borders the other way and take jobs to uh, China, take jobs to um, India, to places where they can pay uh, almost no wages? Shouldn't we be holding those corporations? accountable to American workers. That, to me, is the answer more than taking uh, undocumented workers. Some would argue that this used to be Mexico. I, you know, I, that's, that's a, uh, you know, I don't want to no, necessarily they, go down that road. Although, it, California used to be Africa?
2: All landmass used to be Africa. If you go back to the Pangea, pre-Pangea and post-Pangea, Okay, so you're saying
1: before the continental divide, but I mean, most borders don't go back that far. When we're talking about national borders, I mean, it's just the same argument in Israel. Do you go back to 1948? Do you go back to 1967? Are we going back to biblical times? Like, which borders, you know, what borders are we talking about? So if you say, well, okay, you know, the United States won the war, so now this is part of the U.S., so now you have to respect the borders, but why do people have to respect borders and corporations don't?
2: Why do people have to respect borders and corporations don't? Um, This goes into politics with Joe Biden and one hand washing the other and how they're saying they're helping the poverty stricken Americans. But in fact, they're suppressing them. They're pretty much opening a a gateway to a third world nation. Um, Right now, you even got when you say for us to be
1: you mean for us to become a third world nation? Is that what you're saying?
2: we're We're definitely en route to a third world nation. You got people sleeping on the on the streets in record numbers. you got in, more influx of poverty stricken people coming into the country. This is not helping this country this
1: are is we uh, are we um but a third world nation means that you're not developed and we are definitely a developed nation
2: oh we're developed, but in a sense we're declining also yeah. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you about that.
1: I just don't blame illegal... I don't blame what you call illegal immigration, um, undocumented workers. I blame um, predatory capitalism where where you take profits that are so huge that you can't even make the the workers' wages rise to match what they need to stay housed, where housing has now become a commodity that's traded on the stock market on win or lose. You know, to me, the basic necessities of life, food, water, heat, and housing should be public utilities.
2: Uh, again, this goes back to the uh, Joe Biden's uh, Everything goes back to
1: Joe Biden. Okay. I mean is, that's your world view. So, so so are you are the you g- So history. Dennis are you, uh, I well, yeah, I mean I don't agree with that obviously. I don't agree with everything Biden does. What don't has agree. He done for the
2: black community Dominique?
1: Uh, he's done a lot of things for us but he's done like a lot of terrible what? things too. But uh, I can give you lots like and lots what? Okay. I will answer that question. There's tons of things. We can start with Kamala Harris, who I'm sure you don't like. He delivered a a Supreme Court justice, which he said he would do. Um, They've put, you know, they've put uh, a policy in place to put a racial equity lens on every single policy. Uh, They've invested billions of dollars in uh, black banks uh, through, uh, you know, the Treasury Department. I mean, there's, there's a long list. I can go on and on. But the point is, you are not answering my questions, Dennis, which is interesting. So are you a Trump voter? Will you vote vote for him in 2024
2: uh yes i will
1: okay yes, I will. so what is it that he's you better th- choice so what has trump done for the black community in your opinion
2: well he's give record numbers to hbcus uh he got the uh mm. the plan. He, he, released he, he did give lot. money to
1: hbcus not record actually right. the biden administration has done more but okay what else
2: i thought i could have sworn trump gave more money to the black black colleges he did than any give more he,
1: until but Biden came after him so that might have been true at one time um, although you know we don't talk about the other things that the Obama administration did for HBCUs but okay go ahead what else
2: he, the uh, he released a lot of african-american men in jail
1: a small number yeah because, Kamali, because wait wait right. hold on you're talking about the uh, first step act which first um, step act. which was actually Uh, started before he came into office in which he was strong-armed into um, supporting, and he did. Um, So, you know, I'll give you that, even though he takes credit for creating something that he didn't create, but good for him. He signed it. I wouldn't say a lot. He got a few uh, folks out of jail. Yeah, that's good. That's a good thing. And in fact, Dennis, I think this is one of the few areas where I call bipartisanship a myth, but actually the one tiny ray of light in um, Republicans and Democrats working together is, and you know, reining in the prison industrial complex. Even some uh, fair number of conservatives are now realizing we have just too many people in jail, uh, and and the prison industrial complex is is out of control. What else?
2: Put there by Kamala Harris.
1: Wrong. That's just wrong. I mean, it's a great Republican talking point, but it's actually wrong. She was a prosecutor and she prosecuted. Well, most independents lean Republican. That to me, this independent is fine. I'm glad you're independent minded. But most independents are really just Republicans who don't want to claim it. Oh, so, yeah, it's like training wheels for being a Republican.
2: No, no, you got to understand. I was a Democrat all my life. Okay, but you're right.
1: spewing Republican talking I'll, points I'll now, get, so that doesn't matter to me that you were I mean it's right interesting now, but not relevant.
2: Kamala Harris did peace. not
1: create the prison industrial complex. That's a crazy How talking point. Kamala Black Harris, community. she actually did a lot of things. She she, you know, she gets As a, a bad rap. She's a prosecutor. What do prosecutors do? Mm. They prosecute. I'm from the Bay Area. Kamala Harris actually set up a lot of restorative justice programs. The reason she gets slammed so much true she was a prosecutor and she did prosecute yeah. people as a prosecutor A lot of but why men. but not disproportionate to any other group of men that she prosecuted but the reason the reason I'm I'm that this on the
2: backs of african-american brothers
1: that's actually not true that's and how- and no no she, the reason that kamala harris gets such a bad rap is because she failed to seek the death penalty in a case where a uh <clears throat> felon killed a police officer and ever since then the police unions have gone after her ironically uh, for putting away black men look at her actual record and not just the talking point you seem actually pretty really smart Dennis so I want to challenge you to dig a little deeper on that talking point and look at her actual record yes she's a prosecutor yes she did some things I didn't agree with as a prosecutor but this talking point that she wholesale put, uh, put black men in prison it's just not true the the data oh, don't true. support it. No, the data don't support that. That's not that's not the truth. She's a prosecutor. I, I can't she pull prosecuted. It up right now. Okay, but you will she read, read a it lot for of me. prosecution. Yeah, because she right, was. But, uh, yeah, because she's a make, prosecutor.
2: Uh, uh, I know, but how many black prosecutors are there? Lots. How does that benefit the black community?
1: Well, that's a whole other conversation. I mean, I was certainly part of the movement to take uh, Jackie Lacey out of office here, but we have to look at their record. You know. People have to be prosecutors. I mean, that's in within our system. So are you a progressive prosecutor? Are you a progressive DA? Are you enacting policies that help black people or poor people? Or are you just trying to ratchet up notches on your belt so you can keep uh, advancing your career? That's the real question. All you right,
2: right. You're, you're a Joe Biden supporter. I get it.
1: Not, um, not in everything he does. Not in everything he does. I'm I'm an actual, I'm a progressive Democrat, but I'm actually independent-minded. I don't just go talking point, talking point, talking point. That's not how well, I right, roll. You, Is this your I first time you listening couldn't... to my show, Dennis? You
2: know what? I listen to you periodically. Okay, periodically. You get little... I'll take it. I'll no, take, I'll take it. Thank who...
1: you for listening. <laughs> I do. I, do. I, I'm not I appreciate gonna lie. I do that. I listen to you periodically. It's always but, 6 but to 9 in saying... the morning, in case you're wondering. Yeah.
2: But back to the homelessness situation, a lot of people aren't addressing the elephant in the room, and it is illegal immigration. It is illegal aliens. Every sanctuary city and state in this country Right now, has an affordable housing crisis and homeless epidemic, and it's no coincidence because they're the Dennis, of it.
1: every he, city and state in this country has a housing epidemic, unless no one wants to live there. It's not correlated with sanctuary cities. It's correlated with the hyper profitability of housing
2: because of a lack of housing,
1: because of gouging, because of price gouging, and a landlords le- only. A glut of no, luxury housing. It, there's no shortage of housing in L.A. if you can pay six grand a month.
2: Well, there is a shortage, New York. A shortage of housing, especially affordable housing.
1: Nope. There's enough vacant apartments right now today to house everybody RL? on the streets in L.A. if they could afford to pay luxury housing prices, which we can't. Yeah,
2: so how come there's so many homeless people in L.A.?
1: Because people want to make a lot of money off of housing, because wages don't match what it takes to pay for a home, a house, a home, an apartment, a room in LA, because we have a mental health crisis that's not being addressed with the resources that need uh, for it to be addressed. Um, and, 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 you know, and there's more to it than that. Um, for sure, there's more to it than that. Uh, Dennis, I appreciate the conversation. If you want to keep it going, we can. And uh, if you want to join in, 800-920-1580. We do have a lot to talk about. That's what we do around here. KBLA Talk 1580.
2: A safe place to go loud, loud. loud. A great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate loses and love wins.
1: So Dennis called me um, from, where did he call from? The South Bay, talking about uh, the challenge of immigration, a lot of it um, people seeking refuge, refugee crisis, but some of it just undocumented folks coming to work and live in the United States. And I'm aware that there's a growing number of African Americans who feel this is the major major problem for us black people in this country. Uh, I know that This is not new because I've been talking to people, black people, about it on various radio microphones going back to the 1990s. Uh, When I did a show called Street Science, we used to argue about this back in the 90s. Um, We talked about it on the front page and now we're talking about it on First Things First. And so I'm aware that my opinions are not everyone's opinions and everyone has a right to their own thoughts. I also know that this has intensified since uh, the Trump era, since President Trump, and that there are people like Dennis, um, particularly black men who have gone over to the Trump side partly because of his anti-immigrant stance and they feel that he will somehow protect black people from the threat of the competition and being undermined by immigrant communities. And I want to challenge us. I'm gonna, I've been challenging us, but I'm going to continue to challenge us. I also know that there are many in the reparations movement who, um, are on this page, you know, people doing really good work to try to get black people are due what we are due, what, what we were contracted to receive from this country. Um, as compensation for 12 generations of our ancestors who worked without pay, not to mention the pain and suffering of uh, the Ma'afa, our enslavement, uh, enslavement of black Americans or Negroes or freedmen. or It's diaspora-wide, true, but we're talking about holding our nation, the nation we love and fight for, the nation we pledge allegiance to, accountable for the debt that it owes to us black americans i i and i understand that there's been there's a lot of anti-immigrant uh, sort of factions within that reparations movement with the ados fba whatever that is um i you know i get it it's not that i don't understand i just don't agree um And so I want to ask some questions and I want you to, you know, if you have an answer, call me, let's talk about it. Even Dennis, if you want to call back, but whoever wants to call 800-920-1580. If not, I got a lot of stuff I want to cover. We got to get us ourselves up to date on some things going on around the country and around the world. If every undocumented worker in this country, every undocumented person, not just worker, families, kids, grandmas, if they all were disappeared or were expelled tomorrow, would that bring justice to African-Americans? If every undocumented or ungreen green carded un-passported uh, uh, Canadian, Latino, African, Haitian, uh, European in this country suddenly disappeared tomorrow, would that bring justice for African-Americans? What would that change? Um, The the conversation started with the issue of houselessness. I think we as Americans sometimes forget how much we rely on immigrant labor to do things like, you know, uh, keep our agricultural pipeline uh, uh, moving and, you know, in in this country to feed people, uh, the meat processing, the uh, so many jobs um, that we rely on immigrant labor for. Would black people suddenly take those jobs? Would those jobs suddenly start paying decent wages? Would the minimum wage improve or increase if we got rid of immigrant workers? Or immigrant families. Um, I also believe that some of us don't understand that many migrant families, especially the undocumented ones, are paying taxes, sales taxes and other taxes taken out of checks, um, which they do not reclaim. They don't get tax refunds. What would that, how would that impact the economy? If we got rid of all undocumented persons in this country. Would anti blackness go away? Would it disappear? The wage suppression, the housing discrimination, would all of that disappear um, if we had fewer? Undocumented persons in this country. Um, I, you know, I believe that. I believe that we as Black Americans um, are pillars of this country. I don't know that there's really a U.S. as we know it without us. What is American music without Black people? What is American culture? <laughs> without us. What is, um, the, 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 um, integrity and moral high ground of our nation without black people? Is our nation even standing without African Americans? Do we make it, you know, through World War II, forget World War II, the Civil War? Um, I am under no illusions that black Americans are not deserving of reparation, respect, adulation for our contributions to this nation. I believe that the pitting of black Americans against immigrants is a distraction. I don't think it serves us. It takes our eyes off the prize, which is reparations. It takes our eyes off the prize, which is fair wages. No corporate gouging. Let's go to Florence calling us from Los Angeles. Good morning, Florence.
0: Good morning, good morning. Um, And thank you so much for always creating a forum for us to express and change. Um, I just wanted to say, I think we would really, really have to look at the Nuri Martinez issue. Um, I'm an educator, and I have always advocated for the principles of um, open our arms and uh, give opportunity, particularly, and I will continue to do that. But I have to say, I was devastated as an educator when that Nuri Martinez thing came out, right. because I was also going through a lot of cronyism um, in my particular field in terms of people getting hired because of their surnames, and quite often not being as qualified as a lot of veteran African Americans, and yet people were hiring. So it's 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 a hard issue, but I think just like we have to educate um, America and we're going through this lack of education, we're going to have to educate a lot of folks coming into this country who benefit off of African-American educators and who are now professionals. And they have forgotten everything you just mentioned, that many of their opportunities came from us.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to argue with that. Um <sighs> Florence, will you stay with me? Because you brought up some really important nuances in this conversation, and I, I just want to get your thoughts on it. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580.
0: She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Ascent. The righteous range, and don't be afraid to say what you see. For KBLA Talk, fifteen eighty.
1: Yes, we are. So Florence, I mean, I'm sure you have uh, some response to what I just said. I, I talked about this on Twitter and on X, and somebody said I made it up, but it's it's true. Uh, I I said today, a guy from the Middle East told me I should pass for Latino or Indian and pretend not to be Black. I had to remind him, twelve generations of my family built this country without pay. And I hashtag reparations now. And it got a lot of conversation going because of precisely what we're talking about right now. How do immigrants impact the African-American experience and what, um, you know, and what is most beneficial to us? How do we be uh, correct, just, morally right um, and not fall for the okie doke, but still protect our um, legacy and our space?
0: Well, I, you know... Case in point, and I'm thinking about what you just said, um, you, the UC system, I have a student who works for the UC president's office, former student, um, a, and I don't know if any many people know this. You can look it up, but they gave a thousand new freshman seats in the freshman uh, class uh, for the UC system um, because they are trying to be more inclusive. Well, not one of those seats went to an African-American student. She was devastated, and she works out of the UC Uh, president's office as a recruitment person for minority youth. So I'm just concerned and I'm always targeting, no matter what the topics are on uh, your show, I keep saying education and youth have to be heavily aligned to it. Because uh, what I'm seeing is, again, the same dominant uh, control, the white dominant ideology, the cronyism, it's having a heavy impact. Um, African-American children are disappearing in spaces. A lot of folks don't know that when COVID happened, some folks did not go back to school. Um, The Head Start program has very few African-American-owned organizations. And Head Start was heavily influenced by the civil rights movement, the uh, historical deltas um, advocated for black children. So now we're almost nowhere to be found in Head Start. So if we're talking about it begins there in terms of inclusion of African American people. We are missing in very important spaces and that's concerning me. And I think a lot of it is that folks don't know. Um like that cab driver, a lot of folks are just looking out for where what do I get out of this system and neglecting the individuals like you said who helped build this system.
1: Right. You wouldn't be here. So, you wouldn't you wouldn't even be here. Exactly. You wouldn't even have a lift to drive. And um I think that is concerning. I mean, that's why things like the Black Student Achievement Program here in Los Angeles are important. And I hope it's replicated by other um, cities. I hope that we can pressure teachers unions. If you if you want our support to continue to have your wages raised, then you have to do something for black students in return, um, you know, and low-income students in return. It's 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 incredibly tricky. It's one of the reasons I like talking with Nana attorney Nana Jomfi, who's the head of Black Alliance for Just Immigration, because she repeatedly makes the point to her other partner immigrant advocacy groups that you can't step over black Americans. You don't get to leapfrog black Americans um, by aligning yourself with white supremacy or proximity to whiteness.
0: Yeah, I just don't think everybody's... Uh listening i just just don't there are there are so many lawsuits uh dominic i can't tell you in government entities because if you look at the department heads of many of them um you'll see that most of them are not our names um and that what ends up happening is that internally you know um case in point i'm frustrated that the summer youth positions which keep kids off the street very few of them are going to african-american kids um, so it, it's a big issue. And again, I'm going to continue to advocate for equity for all, but it just alarms me when um, that whole capitalism ideology causes folks to forget.
1: Right. Who's and, 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 and just to be others. clear, Florence, and thank you for your insights, I'm not saying we have to wait for folks to get the memo. We have to advocate for ourselves. There's Clearly, we've always done that. That's what we have to keep doing. And we probably have to turn it up a notch.